I have no idea. Are you ready for this? You ready? All right, let's do it. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Envision Broadcasting, the station designed to encourage, equip, and empower you for growth and success. Presents Thrive Talk with TKT. A show that shares the stories and experiences of motherhood, entrepreneurship, leadership, and success. Thrive Talk with TKT begins now. Hello, hello, hello. Karen, you're on mute. <laughs> hello, everybody. I'm so sorry. Yes. We are <laughs> the Rive Talk with TKT. I'm so happy to have you guys listening in. And so we have the lovely and talented Miss Mel Mason with us today. And I can't wait for you guys to hear her story. Miss Mason is a best-selling author, but I'm going to introduce myself. I am Coach K. Um, I am the COO of False Up Lead Hers Incorporated. I am Dr. Tracy Hines Lashley, and I am the founder and the CEO of False Up Lead Hers Inc. And I am Tiffany Myers, the CFO of False Up Lead Hers. Okay, so yes, yeah, so like I said, we have Miss Mel Mason. Um, she is a best-selling author, and the best-selling author of the One Habit. For entrepreneurial success, this book this book teaches readers not only how to apply her step by step process to the stuff that has accumulated on the outside, but also knows how to address the root of the clutter. She has a new book titled "Freedom from Clutter: The Guaranteed Foolproof Step by Step Process to Remove the Stuff That's Weighing You Down." The freedom from Clutter book is also available on Amazon and paperback and coming soon as an ebook. So with that being said, we are going to take a commercial break. And when she, we come back, she will tell us a little bit more about herself. We want to hear from you. Thrive Talk with TKT is a show to have discussions with and for women around the world. We seek to empower and equip more leaders and entrepreneurs. If you have a young lady between the ages of 13 and 18 who seek empowerment, please have them go to forelpowerup.org. If you want more information on the organization, please go to bossdupaleathers.org. We are back. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So yes, Mrs. Mel Mason, please tell us a little more about yourself. I would be happy to. Thank you so much, Karen, Tiffany, Dr. Tracy. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be here with you ladies. I love what you're doing here. A little bit about me. Basically, I myself was a cluttered, messy kid. You could not walk in my room. I was one of the ones where it was just completely covered. I, le I lived in a mess and I didn't care about living in a mess. And I didn't care if I lived or died at the time because I was actually, I had experienced a lot of trauma myself. I had sexual abuse. I had abandonment mm -hmm. issues. I 
my parents separated. And then by the age of 15 years old, my older brother, who was only five years older than me, he committed suicide. And I happened to be the one who discovered his body. And in the same moment of walking in and finding him in his home, his suicide note left all of his belongings to me. So at 15 years old, I had to, had my own clutter, had to figure out what to do with someone else's stuff, what I was going to keep, what I was going to let go of. And quite frankly, I just pretty much went into a downward spiral. Nobody expected me to make it to my 18th birthday alive. I was kicked out of my sophomore year of high school for being a danger to myself and others and was told I couldn't come back until I got intensive therapy. And what that looked like for a 15-year-old was going to live in a residential treatment center for adolescents. But unbeknownst to me, that would be where my life radically changed. Because while I was living there, I was introduced to yoga and mindfulness. And in a nutshell, for time's sake, what yoga and mindfulness really taught me was how to come home and be present inside of myself, in my body, for all of what I call the inner clutter which is the repressed emotions from traumas, the resentments, the fears, and all the limiting beliefs that accumulate. And as a result of learning how to be present for all of that, this kid who didn't even care about living in a mess started to spontaneously want to make changes in my external environment. I just started to look at the clutter in my life and start purging things. I didn't have to drag myself to do it. I wasn't forcing it. It was something that was changing from the inside out with me. And so I came to the realization that in order to get any lasting change in the clutter, it has to start from the inside out. That's why when people hire an organizer to come in and help them with the pantry or the garage or whatever it is, it always comes back 99% of the time because they're not addressing the root. And so I just learned from a young age that it starts from the inside out because the outside is simply just a mirror of the inside. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. We all have this shocked look on our face. Yeah. <laughs> that's priceless. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. And, and when you were talking about um, mindfulness, that is um, something that's critical to your growth and your success. So you have to do, you know, you have to just be focused and mindful on your current situation in order to move forward. So that is something that is critical to your growth and your success also giving you a peace of mind, like slow down, you know, stop thinking about what happened yesterday. You can't, you know, live tomorrow in your tomorrow. You have to live in this, in your now. Um, so yeah, you had a, a pretty good uh, life, you know? <laughs> so yeah, so um, with that, you know, and, and this book that you had, um, your new book that you've written, you know, Freedom From Clutter, you did explain, you know, express, you know, why you chose that particular topic or, you know, I want to know why you chose that particular topic. Yeah, absolutely. I've just seen so many clients just struggle over and over again. And I've had so many clients that just only want to focus on the outside. They want someone to come put a Band-Aid on the problem. They want someone to come fix the space and make it look good and make it so they can find everything and make it look neat to them and set up systems for them. But every time I would do that, 
the clutter would just keep coming back. So my next visit would be working on the same surface over and over again, or weeks later, whatever we did would be filled again. And I really wanted to get my message out to people that it has to come from the inside out. Nobody wants to hear you got to do the inner work. It's like trying to feed someone, you know, medicine without any ice cream. You're just shoving this nasty medicine. But that's the truth of the matter. Like you can do the outside all day long, but if you're if you don't become willing to get present with it, then nothing changes because ultimately all clutter accumulates. Everything on the outside is just a mirror and it accumulates around us. And I'm going to be blunt here. It accumulates because of our unwillingness to actually look at it and do anything about it. We're in this state of avoidance and resistance and refusing to look at it. We kind of get tunnel vision and then we just kind of develop a numbness to it. And then it just kind of starts to weigh down on us without us even realizing it. And then we also have the stuff that we hang on to because it feels good or it's that family heirloom and we're in this energy of clinging and attachment and hanging on to things and if you're in a state of resistance pushing away in a state of clinging hanging on you have no hands left to receive the moment and it's in the present moment and in the space of allowing whatever is to simply be that you make space for that clutter to go away. When you become present with what's there and actually look at it and bring your presence to it and stop avoiding it or start looking at what you're hanging on to you can, so you can start letting it go, that's where you make space. And when you can do that, that's when major changes start to happen. Oh, wow. You kind of hit that on the head because um, when I, you know, um, do laundry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I look at. I don't want to, you know, deal with it right now, you know. And and yeah. So um, that that is a way to look at it, you know. And I, you know, and I don't want to move. I don't want to do it, you know. Um, but with that being said, you know, you do have to declutter your mind. You know, you have to have a. I'll say, clean your space to have a clear head. Um, so that, that says a lot. Um, when so, I initially heard about your book, I was like, this is when we were um, in Forbes, of course, <laughs> in her pitch class. I was like, declutter, like what's she talking about? <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I can say I actually get it because at first I was like, this lady crazy. <laughs> I'm like, everybody know to clean up your room and clean up your mess and all that. I'm like, and how you gonna organize some mess? <laughs> yeah. I would tell you, I was not a believer, <laughs> which is, is, have you ever had people have that same initial thought? Like, yeah, she don't, she don't know what she's talking about. What's she talking about? <laughs> Whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting <laughs> that you use the word declutter because I don't know if you were there before I rebranded, but through my work with Forbes, I was actually the declutter expert and coach. And while working with Forbes, I rebranded to the clutter expert because when people hear the word declutter, it actually has a negative connotation for people and it automatically puts up this resistance, like screw it, I don't wanna yes. let go of anything, stay away from me. But transitioning to clutter, that just means I can handle all things clutter and it doesn't mean you have to let go of anything. Doesn't mean you have to do anything you're not ready to do. So it takes that negative connotation off. And you know, I, I agree with that because like when you ask someone, um, can you help them? They're like, how you know I need help? <laughs> no, I don't. But you say, how can I serve you? Or how can I assist you? 
they, oh, okay, well, can you da 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 da? But so I'm like, yeah, that negativity, like, oh, mm -mm, I don't need you. I don't want you around me. And no, so I get it. <laughs> I'm not letting go of my stuff. Stay away. I love my, sir. I love my things. I'm not going to let go. That's yes. Okay. That's yeah. okay. You don't have to let go of anything you're not ready to. That's the great part. Yeah. See, and I'm one of those people. I'll, I'll say my mom always says like Sanford and son. So, <laughs> she'd be like driving down the road and she'd be like, hey, I saw such and such. Uh, can you come help me pick it up? And I'm like, mom, you got enough stuff in your house. But I can use that and I can fix it up and I can give it away. And I'm going, okay, here we go again. But I'm going to help her do whatever she wants to, you know, get done. And, and, and my thing was, you know, finding out that my mom, when she was younger, her house burnt mm. and she lost everything. So now she has a fixation on making sure that she hold on to things because there was a lot of things that she lost. Yeah. Um, so you're also telling your story how you were already in a jam yourself and mm. your mental state because of the experiences that you went through could have been a factor or maybe was a factor of wow, like you said, your room was a complete mess, you know, and then you inherited something else. And now you're like, what am I going to do? And you went through a phase and now you're able to overcome that. So being that that's something that's behavioral, I would say, and having something that's emotionally attached to you, um, how do you allow people to recognize that there's something internal that they need to unclutter so that they can live in a clutter-free environment? Yeah, absolutely. I, I teach my clients through my experience because it was through my own experience that I realized that it's the outside that's mirroring the inside because not only was my room just a disaster, but I was littered with clutter on the inside. I was full of those repressed emotions. I was full of resentments, the fears, the limiting beliefs, and that's what kept me stuck. And learning how to be present with all of that, with all the rage that I felt from being abused and all the shame and all the guilt and all those feelings that were stuffed down inside because I had no idea how to process them, learning how to be present with all of that is what actually started to what I call make space inside of myself. The more I could be present with myself on the inside, that because the outside is a mirror of the inside, once you make space inside, the outside has to match. So the more you're willing to show up for yourself and be present, each moment you add to that space and the space gets bigger and bigger till, you, till it gets to the point where you actually have to go and start making that corresponding space in your environment. And now I'm at a place where I can't tolerate clutter. I actually have drawers that are empty and people look at me like I'm crazy. I even had posted pictures of my closet on Facebook one day. They were my my banner cover photo and people were like you don't have enough clothes <laughs> you know? like this is just you don't I just don't need them and i still have too many clothes that i don't wear and it's not that many um, but it's really through a process that i teach my clients called allowing the now if i can just get my clients to spend five minutes a day just being willing to show up and be present with themselves instead of being in that avoiding energy, instead of being in that contracted attachment energy and just learning how to simply be 
without judging themselves, without trying to change anything or fix anything, just meeting themselves right exactly where they are in the moment, that's where you make space for the magic to happen. And I have clients that like are just looking at me like, this is not gonna work. Like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'll freaking do it anyway. <laughs> and I have one client right now who five minutes is too long. So she does two minutes, like that's her max. And yeah. so the, this is how powerful this is. Just doing it for two minutes, just probably for a few weeks. She was someone who would look at the clutter around her house and start beating herself up and berating herself about it. Now it's shifting to, she's actually able to see past the clutter and see what it's gonna feel like when it's gone, instead of beating herself over the head. And that's just from practicing two minutes a day for a few weeks. Wow. We're all like, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I, I know, and I'll tell you this, when we were, you know, looking at your information, your website, um, we went to, um, you know, just doing your bio. And I said, five minutes, do you know how much work I can get done in five minutes versus taking a break? And I kind of laughed it off. But now I'm like, yeah, Tiffany, take those five minutes. <laughs> And then go do what you, gotta do. <laughs> you do five minutes for 30 days, your life is going to just radically transform. I have a client, she's my very first client. Four years, she fought me, four years, she fought me tooth and nail. I don't know how to count today, guys. Um, fought me <laughs> tooth like and nail. We would just work on the physical clutter. I mean, we would spend sometimes four hours on one or two boxes of like banker boxes of paper, opening mail from the 80s, which most of what she kept. She couldn't get through it on her own. And I kept gently nudging her to coach with me and start implementing this practice. After four years, she finally succumbed and agreed to do it. And within a really short amount of time, she actually worked at a job that was a temporary contract position. And she was always subject to layoff. She had been laid off twice in the first four years we worked together and just not long after starting the practice, that position became permanent. She got a raise for that job. And then she got some really cool employee benefits, like access to a freaking health coach and a fresh fruit basket in the office every week. Wow. Yeah. And I was just doing it for, I think, probably a few months, maybe. Her whole life just transformed, which then enabled her to get out of an apartment she was living in to a better one that she really loves now and just in a better environment. And just amazing things. Wow. wow. And so how do like when, okay, like me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use me for example. <laughs> I am not organized, okay? So when you are speaking of, um, you know, you have your outside have to mirror your inside or your inside have to mirror your outside. And I always spoke on, you know, I smile on the inside. You know, and um, as I was praying, you know, God told me to smile, you know, because I was going through some things and whatnot. And, and me just smiling, it was a lot lifted off of me. You know, I felt better emotionally and mentally. Um, but people do not realize that they're under um, stress or they're depressed. You know, um, you can look at their desktop. Like you said, your client had a job. You can look at their desktop. Look at the computer. You know, you have files all over the place, you know, and it's it's crazy. So when you see that, you're like, you need to declutter, you know. Or 
you know, because I, you know, I'm like that, you know, and I know that something is like, okay, I need to get organized because you can't function like that because you'll be all over the place, you know. And they laugh at me when I say I can't function. They was like, how many screens you have up? Twenty. <laughs> you know, that's why. <laughs> so how can you like if you how can you um, explain to somebody they need to declutter their life? How can you help them acknowledge that? I can just lead by example and share my experience because you can't force anybody to believe anything different. You can just lead by example and by showing people. I mean, I have clients that are super resistant and, you know, just nudging and nudging and nudging and just talking about the inner work and teaching them about the fact that the outside is just a mirror of the inside. It's just planting seeds and hoping you get around, you get to stay around long enough to water them and watch them grow and help nourish them and fertilize them along the way. But you can't, you can't force anybody to learn anything and you can't force anybody to be ready to do anything that they're not. But what I will say is that when you become willing to just show up for yourself and take that risk, that's when magic happens because people don't realize that I often hear that, oh, I'm not an organized person or I don't have the organizing gene. It's just not in my DNA, but I have some breaking news for you. The creator of the universe that created order out of the Big Bang and made stars and planets and galaxies and humans, I mean, the human body is a phenomenal example of creating order out of chaos. That divine power is flowing through all of us and we all have equal access to it. But what starts to happen in our lives is through the repressed emotions, the resentments, the fears, the traumas, and all that stuff, it starts to act as sludge in that, pl that plumbing and that piping, and it blocks the flow. But once you start to become present and make space, and you open up that flow, then you've got more access to the divine flow of abundance, and it just it happens naturally. We're all, we all can create order out of chaos. We're all really organized. We're just not in tune with it. We're just blocked from it. I mean, I was living as someone who was completely chaotic, disorganized, crap everywhere, didn't care about order in my life. And just doing this practice for a year, I went from being that person to someone who could create order out of chaos and become one of the most organized people. Now, I didn't get through all my clutter that quickly, but I shifted from being super disorganized to someone who's extremely organized just in a year. Wow. I need to um, have my daughter contact you. <laughs> and if she listens, she's going to kill me. <laughs> but do you find that a cluttered house causes stress. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you always, you have all these piles of stuff just pulling at your energy and it's totally unconscious. Most of the time you don't realize it and you wonder why you're exhausted and you don't have the energy and you don't have the drive to actually do anything because all of these unfinished things are like weights that keep dragging you down. They're unconscious things dragging you down. Like even I, I, I recently, I moved in March and I had a friend of mine recommend that I write an article for the local paper. And I, every time I, I was in the middle of a move and nothing, I wasn't unpacked yet. And every time I sat down to write the article, I'd sit for like an hour at a time and I couldn't get anything out. Like I just could not get anything out because there was so much stuff undone. I had to finish everything. And as soon as I got unpacked and settled, I sat down and wrote the article in a couple hours. And then it actually was good enough to get published. Wow. 
So your environment, it absolutely stresses you out. Even if you're, most of the time we try to, we keep ourselves so busy and distracted that, and we're not really present in our lives. So we're not aware of the effect that it's having on us, but it is. Wow. So with that being said, we're going to take a commercial break and be right back. Have you ever experienced uncertainty, always worrying about things out of your control and found yourself in a sunken place with no outlet? Was there a time where your thoughts were going a mile a minute and would not shut off? You constantly hit dead ends looking for a remedy to reduce or eliminate stress. That is where preeminent life solutions comes in. They provide individualized healthy coping techniques and strategies to reduce and deal with the stressors and that overwhelming feeling of wariness and self-doubt. Coach K is results-driven, and her unique techniques gives you a clearer vision and the ability to pay attention to the current moment. You can contact Coach K at www.flow.page slash Coach K. Dr. Tracy Lashley is the voice of the oppressed and master of teaching the transformational steps from pain of trauma to the power of a survivor. Destined for the shape-shifting ability to step into thriving beyond trauma. She has survived welfare, single parenthood, divorce, military spouse life, being broke, living with bad credit, borderline homeless, not being able to feed her children, just simply struggling to survive for her and her children. If you can relate and wish Dr. Lashley to assist you, contact her today by sending an email to info at drtracielashley.com or by going to her website at drtracylashley.info. We are back with Mrs. Mel Mason. So I do have, I, so I went to your website Okay. So, you know, I did a little, you know, so I had to go see what the clutter thing is about. Cause, <laughs> like Tracy said, I'm like, how can somebody have a declutter? So I was a little nosy, you know, a little skeptical. Um, but as, research, it's all good. <laughs> but as you're talking, like, hey, you know, she can do you something, know, you know, I need to declutter, you know. But, you know, and, and on your website, you know, you have a free blueprint. And it's titled How to Manage Overwhelm and Organize Any Space. But in, yeah. in this blueprint, you listed seven step, a seven-step guide. And one of those steps were like with like. Could you elaborate on that? Yeah, absolutely. So when people start the organizing process, they have the tendency to take whatever it is they're working on and just dump it into a pile in front of them, whether they're ripping out the closet or they've got a box, they just have this tendency to dump it. And if you, I don't know about you, but looking at a pile of stuff in front of me just kind of causes overwhelm already. And people are already feeling overwhelmed about the process in the first place. So like with like is actually instead of dumping the pile in front of you, it's removing one item at a time and sorting into general categories. You keep it super general, like either do it by room or by use. I like using rooms that this is going to the office, this is the bathroom, this is the kitchen, this is the garage, and sort it by rooms. And your only purpose in doing this part right now is to just get everything out of the box or off the surface into an orderly fashion so that it's neat in front of you. And by doing that, if you had if you got interrupted if you got tired or whatever it would be really easy to pick back up 
to contain every pile and put it away and start over again and come back and pick up where you left off without having to take all the work that you've done and shove it back in the box or shove it in the closet, making it 10 times worse than it was before. But the most important part about like with like is you're not making any decisions about what you're keeping or what you're letting go of. Your only job is to sort like a robot. Okay, this is for the office, this is for the bathroom, this is for the bedroom, this is for the garage, and you're just sorting, it doesn't matter. And because once you do that too, it makes the decision-making process later on in the steps easier because you actually have a visual of everything that you have. Okay, I got 20 pens. I don't need all 20 of them. It makes it easier for me to let go of things if I can see I have more than one. Whereas if you're just taking one item at a time and you're not really sure how many you have, it's much harder for you to make the decision about whether you're going to keep it or let it go. Wow, that's interesting because I got like 50 pins that sit on my desk. I'm like, I'm keeping <laughs> all of them. Half of them don't work. <laughs> you know? Some of them are just cute. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's a nice piece. Thank you. You know, but um, yeah, that's 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 interesting. And what that's advice would you give someone? What uh, what advice would you give someone who is always organized? Because I'm very anal and can't function if everything is not in its right place. Is there such thing as being too organized? Yeah, that's the opposite end of the spectrum. There's the extreme rigidity of being overly organized and not and everything having to be in its place and nothing out of place. And then the other end of the spectrum is the extreme, you know. So you saying something wrong with me? <laughs> nothing wrong, darling. There's never anything wrong. There's never anything wrong. It's just an indicator that there's something that we've got inside of ourselves that we just need to let go of. You got some, you got some rigidity going on there. You know, you got it, it bothers me. It's like it would keep me up, and I'm like, I gotta get out of bed and go move that because I left it out, or I didn't put that pen back where it was supposed to go, and I would get out of bed. <laughs> My, my ex-wife was like that and I used to play tricks on her. She used to have all these things on like shelves and decorations and I would go and move stuff to wait and see how oh, long man. it was. <laughs> my employees do like that at work. I was like, well, somebody's been in here. <laughs> see, that is not fun. That ain't, that's not right. <laughs> Oh man! Funny to me, you know, like how long is it going to take you to notice that this has been moved? Yeah, see, I'm one of those people where I notice when people move things, and I'm like, okay, who was the last one in the kitchen? What did you do while you were in the kitchen? And where should this have been put back when you left the kitchen? Everything yeah. <laughs> has its place, and it needs to stay in its place, so I can just come yes. and go. You know. Yep. Um, yeah. So my question would be, because I, I, you know, and my my daughter said she's she's gonna do some of those tricks that that you've done in the past, and I'm like, take me to the next level if you want to. So um, <laughs> I said, what is the le at least one weakness or habit that you found yourself doing at times, and was that a weakness or a habit something that's hard to break? Was it hard to break? Hmm. I think the one of the habits that I used to have is uh, I was I was an actual drug addict. I was I I struggled with drugs pretty much all my life. I was addicted to crack at 17 years old. I was on the streets and homeless due to crystal meth amphetamines um, in my early 20s, and I was actually looking at six years in prison over my head if I didn't get my 
shit together. So that was probably my biggest um, habit that I had in my life that it took a long time to overcome. Even going through all my ups and downs of going through all my trainings and my teachings that I did because I wanted to help other people. My biggest challenge along the way was always struggling with my addiction and, and, and different things, whether it was crystal or whether it was, um, you know, methamphetamine, I mean, yeah, crystal or crack or, you know, whether it was ecstasy or whatever, there was always this underlying struggle until about 2004 when I got off crystal for good. Wow, man. Okay. So we're talking about habits and we both contributed to the one habit for entrepreneurial success with Forbes Riley. <laughs> so how does that align? What, what was your habit and does it align with this clutter thing? <laughs> <laughs> of course it does. My <laughs> habit was make space for the magic to happen because when you make when you become willing to make the space for yourself in your life, when you become willing to show up for yourself, that's when magic happens and not until like once you can make that space and you open up that plumbing so that the divine can flow through you and gift you with all the abundance and all the happiness that's your birthright, your life just gets so much better. It doesn't mean you don't experience joy now and it doesn't mean you don't experience abundance now, but imagine if what if that just kept increasing over and over again, it just kept increasing, kept increasing, kept increasing. I mean, just this year alone, I mean, this is COVID. Most people are really struggling this year and having a really hard time and can't wait for 2020 to be over. This has been one of the best years of my life. I mean, I got into the One Habit book. I became a number one bestseller with that book and I wrote my own book in seven weeks. Yes, that's amazing. And that's not that's from that's from clearing the clutter and making space for the magic to happen and being available and present in my life. Wow, you know, and you say that it, it just brought back to where how I'm always I'm already organized like crazy, but there was a lot of like oversized furniture in my house. Everything was bland, and and when I took all that out and started over, I realized I have less stuff. And, and I'm happy. I just walk around my house smiling now. I'm like, so maybe I did declutter. You did. You know? <laughs> no space for you. That's great. I love it. Wow. Gloomy. Everything <laughs> What You know what? That's the old Tracy. No. <laughs> Everything's brown. You know, no curtains, just no life. Like, no life, you know? Oh. <laughs> I thought the oh, rest of like you can't make people change. They have to change, you know. So I just gave up. You know, she can find her a, a decluttered <laughs> thing. Enlightenment. Hard, but she she's seen the light. Once she opened those blinds, you know, eventually she she saw the light. So she's um, yeah, yeah, she's a little better now. She's got some color in her life now. Yes. <laughs> Yes, there's color everywhere now. I love it. <laughs> Isn't it so great when you walk into your space and you absolutely love it and it lights you up? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And like, you know, and, and the cluttering, you know, um, do you feel like it could, the negativity, it can impact your decision making? You know, um, you when you try to speak to people and try to allow them to see what you see, and like you said, you had a lot of, um, how do I want to say it? Um, 
not negative feedback, but nobody would like, you know, want to hear you at that time. It, like you said, it took them, what, four years? Resistance. Do you get so do you get stressed out doing that? I, you know, I've been very blessed with the gift of patience and just uh, <laughs> one of my gifts is to be able to hold really big loving space for people and meet people right where they are and help them learn how to not be judgmental about themselves and how to love themselves so that they can move forward from there because until they can meet themselves with self-love and non-judgment, they can't move forward. So no matter how long it takes, whether it's four years or four months or four weeks or four days, I can be there and that's the gift that I've been given to give in this world. Yes, great, great, great answer. Yes, yes, yes. It's, you know, a lot of people, they just don't have that patience. You know, you can't get upset with people when they can't see what you see or they don't acknowledge it. You know, you have to take your time to show them the way, hold their hand a little bit, you know, um, and that's, that's critical. Um, especially to somebody that's trying to get away from that clutter. So with somebody that's tried it, tried it and can't do it, um, can't bring themselves out of this situation, how would you approach it? You know, they come to you and, but like you said, they're resistant. You have a lot that's resistant. How do you, um, what do you say to them in the beginning? I always share the story. I mean, I just, I try to educate people that that this external environment that we're looking at around us is just a mirror reflection of what's going on inside of you. And I can, I can help you with the outside all day long, but if, you, if you're not willing to make the time for five minutes a day to show up for yourself, then this is just going to keep coming back. Nothing's going to have any lasting change. And I can't, I can't do anything about that. I can just teach you these skills and it, some it takes and some they just want, they want a bandaid on the problem and they don't want to do any other work, but all I can do is plant the seeds. And the other thing is that the other part about being patient is that what people don't really realize is that the longer we go being having clutter around us and hanging on to things, it actually makes us become very rigid and fixed. You notice some people are just very rigid and fixed in their decisions and their beliefs and they're not flexible at all. Like you could just, they would just snap if like too much happened. Yeah. So it's, it's over the years of accumulation and hanging on to things that people become very rigid and fixed and you can't get them to go from clinging like this to dear life to just letting go like this. You have to help them release one pinky at a time maybe, and then a little bit more maybe you know and it's teaching them how to do that and teaching them how to let go little by little because the letting go muscle is something you have to build you don't just start looking at stuff and become willing to let everything go you actually look at stuff and you'll let a little bit go this time and the next time you look at it you'll let a little bit more go and the next time a little bit more it won't happen all at once so it's it's teaching them to be present with themselves and how to build that letting go muscle wow i i have to say um when you were saying that the only thing i could think of is what hurricane michael did to my home my mother's home and a lot of other effective um, affected families and you know we're still picking up the pieces and trying to hold on to what may have been left I had to pretty much 
throughout everything in my house. And starting over, I'll know I'll go in with a blank canvas. And at that point, I don't want to add what I used to have because I could go back to some stuff that I had in my house like 1995. And <laughs> I was finding stuff and I was going, I still got this? <laughs> Seriously? Um, it's 2017. So I would, you know, 2017, 2018, all of this stuff is, is going on. And just to be able to say you can go in and do those kind of things. When I started chunking things, like you said, it was not just clearing the space physically, but I felt more relaxed and okay with just throwing it away. So it, it like I said, it really did take away the stress. So um, clearing not just your space, but your mind. And now I can go back in and, you know, redo some things. But say for someone who is still going or is under stress right now, and they want to find that way to be organized, you know, you have, and we're going to go back over your website and we're going to give that information, but can you tell us how do you communicate and connect with those people who want to become organized? Yeah, absolutely. So I teach everybody my, my process called allowing the now and all it is is simply because the mind, the mind is what leaves the present moment, but our body and our breath are what stay in the present moment. So I teach my clients to be present in their bodies, to just turn their awareness, their mind's eye inward and pay attention to a sensation in their body, whether it be placing your hand on your chest and feeling the sensation of what it feels like to have your hand on your chest or feeling your sits bones in the chair that you're sitting in or your feet flat on the floor, but a grounding point in the body to bring your mind's awareness back to and just breathing for five minutes and becoming a witness of your experience. So your only job is to witness what's going on. If you notice your mind is racing and you're not paying attention to the sensation anymore, it's just mentally noticing that your mind is racing. If you notice a heating sensation or a cooling sensation in your hand, it's just noticing what's happening without trying to change anything, without trying to fix it. There's nothing broken. There's nothing that needs to be done. You just need to learn to be willing to meet yourself exactly where you are in this moment. And by doing that for five minutes a day, you will begin to feel more grounded. You'll make more space inside of yourself. And that will start to translate to your outside environment. And it sounds backwards to people, but here's what starts to happen. You start putting this practice into place and then you're someone who's not really good at finishing what you start. You leave a bunch of projects done or you leave a bunch of things not put away. You find yourself leaving a room with something that needs to be put away. Instead of leaving it there, you actually take it and go put it away or you start finishing a couple things that you would normally leave undone. You go to the store and instead of buying everything that you normally would, you put a bunch of stuff in your cart and you leave the cart behind instead and don't get most of it. You only get a couple things. And you start to watch what you accumulate with your mind. You start to watch the things that you put into your body. All of these things start to shift as a result of you making space for yourself. So it's really just making five minutes a day. And if five minutes is too long, start with two or one, but gradually work your way up to 15 minutes. I only do 15 minutes a day, but just make time for this allowing the now practice. And I tell my clients, I tell everyone, 
if you do this practice consistently, you will fire me. That, very, that client of mine that it took four years for her to do this, within one year of coaching with me, because we were doing a combo program, I would still come to her house and help her because she was someone who had a hard time getting through her own clutter, and I coached with her. After just one year of doing the combined program, she's like, I don't think I need you to come to my house anymore. I've got this. Wow. And then just 10 years of 10 months of coaching with me, she's like, I don't think I need to continue at the end of this contract. I'm ready to fly on my own. That is amazing. Yeah. So six years, the first four were like tooth and nail fighting resistance. Then once she became willing, it was lightning. Yeah. It's like the light bulb came on wow. for. <laughs> she made space for the magic to happen and it just happened. Yeah. So we're going to a commercial break and we'll be right back. Ever thought of starting a business or improving its growth? Get the step-by-step -step business coaching you need to help you start building and stop delaying in just five days. Visit lpa.passiongetawaysllc.com or search Life Passion Academy via social media platforms. You'll find free resources to jumpstart your business or side hustle today. We would love to have you on our show. Here at Bossed Up Leaders, Inc., we take pride in elevated women by providing a platform to have a voice and promote their business or service. Our core values are accountability, growth, balance, leadership, community, and entrepreneurship. We would love for you to be on our show. If you are interested in being on the show, please go to bossedupleaders.org. Welcome back with the best-selling author, Miss Mel Mason. I have a serious question for you. They haven't all been serious? I might say, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> this one is like, yes, yes, yes. This one is serious. <laughs> I have no silverware in my house, okay? I have kids, I have teenagers. How do you explain to them that throwing away my silverware is not decluttering, okay? <laughs> I can't find it, it's, it's nowhere. So it has to be trashed, you know? I tell them to clean up, that is decluttering. But throwing it in the garbage can is just throwing away my that's not decluttering. How can I explain to my children how to declutter without trashing my stuff? You know? That's, well, that's probably how I would have done it too. <laughs> you don't have to wash it that way. <laughs> they probably need some kind of reward at the end in order to wash the dishes instead of throw them in the trash. I'm surprised you have plates and cups. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't, you know, they break them all. So mm -hmm. I, I have to explain to them how to declutter without trashing stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> that, that's an interesting one. I mean, you know, you, you have, unfortunately, you probably have to babysit them a little bit because they're just, they're just avoiding the chores because they don't want to do them. So the best way to deal with it is just put it in the trash. If it's not there, I don't have to clean it. You know? Oh my gosh. <laughs> now, now, and I would say I have a personal question too, because I am, I wouldn't say I'm like Tracy, that overexerted <laughs> organizer. You do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
As I wink my eye. Um, <laughs> I'm not like her at all. <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> but I have others in my house that are completely not like me. Mm-hmm. How do or or do you take on families or you know your clients like that? And they're not calling you for them, they're calling you for someone else like how do you teach that teenager and what do you do with that teenager or that spouse that you know has that clutter (laughs) yeah here's the thing about families i've been in some family disputes i've had to duck a couple times i've worked with families (laughs) the truth of the matter is is, and I, i was just sharing this on my my news clip is that we can't make anybody else other than they are we have to we have to honor each person exactly as they are and if they they, if they're cluttery and messy and that's the way they are, we can't force them to be different. But what we can do is they need to have a space where it's okay for them to be cluttery, whether that be their bedroom or if it's your husband's car or whatever it is. They need to have that one space that they can mess up all they want and you don't say anything about it. You don't judge them for it. It's their space to do what they want with. But there has to be an agreement that the rest of the house needs to stay picked up. You can take your mess and have it in your space, but this space needs to be cleared. Okay. Communication. Obviously. Yeah, but it really is about honoring <laughs> honoring each person and meeting them right where they are without shaming them or judging them because you can't force anybody to change. And right. by, you know, getting upset that they're leaving a mess that just causes friction and causes, you know, causes arguments and all that stuff. So, if you can honor them and allow them to be the way they are in their space and just close the door, and not, you know, not put your two cents in and make your sideways comments, but just let them have their space and be, then then the ground rules for the rest of the spaces. You need to pick up your stuff out here. But you can have it as messy as you want in your space. That's still hard though. It's hard. Like say they yeah. have a garage and you go out there to get a drink because you have another refrigerator outside. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you gotta like move stuff just to get to your refrigerator. Uh-huh. Granted, it's his space, but women have an issue thinking that the house is all theirs they don't want to share that's not an issue you know you have a big you know room and you have two closets but both those closets are for the female you have to take your stuff in another room down the road around the corner you don't have no space so women they and you know how can you explain to these women that's complaining about their husband's clutter that hey you have to compromise you you have to hey it's come on now don't even go there uh-huh. <laughs> How can you tell these spouses that everything is not yours? You know, it's a hundred a hundred. You don't like 50 50, it's a hundred a hundred. So you know, you got some kind of arrangement. Yeah, you know. you're you're relegated to over here and I get every cabinet in the kitchen, I get every closet, I get every this. Yes. It's my job to decorate the house. Well, <laughs> You must share ladies and you must give, you know, it's, you can either be single and live alone or you can share. And that's why she's single because she don't want to share, but she want to say something about us. <laughs> I'm free. You can rent your apartment and he can have the house and you can come visit. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. and, and I do agree. Cause like, 
each of us, we have our own space. My daughter has two rooms in the house. And of course I have the room, I have my own like television movie theater plus my office. Well, I got three rooms in the house um, plus the patio. I took over that. Uh -huh. And um, so, you know, and my husband has his, his spot, but you I just don't have one spot. It's <laughs> one. Well, yeah. <laughs> See the unbalance there. Right. But but that's the only. I mean, he has like he can go into the living room and do what he wants to do in the living room. That's his, and you know, and then he has his own little game area. So he's satisfied though. Okay. But the living room is his. It's like you had one room and you had three, so it's just checking. Yeah. I'm never in the living room unless he says, "Come watch a movie," and then I go in with him. So he's, that's his. But it is satisfied. Up. He has to be satisfied. You know, that's all he has. He gotta be satisfied. <laughs> he takes what he can get. As long as the wife is happy, I'm happy. Don't you know? upset the apple cart. No, it's kind of hard to coach them, you know. <laughs> you know, they don't understand it, you know. He's satisfied because you're making him be satisfied. You know, he's satisfied because he knows what he needs to do to get what he wants. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's late. He's a laid back guy. I have to give it to him. Uh -huh. Oh my gosh, I, this show is like you know interesting. <laughs> I've learned a lot, you know. Yeah. With decluttering. I'm not that bad, but I am bad. I'm not gonna say I'm not because I have like. I'm trying to finish something. And like I said, they, you know, they help me a lot with, okay, I can't focus right now. My mind is all over the place, you know? And they say, well, how many screens you got? About 25. <laughs> you got you know, but I can't, I want to hold on to them because I might delete or, you know, get out of the screen that I may need next week or something. Here, here's, a, here's a little <laughs> for websites that I, I, so I don't have to keep tabs open on my browser, websites that are important to me, like that I need to do something with, like, but I can't do anything in the moment. I actually share the page with myself and email it to myself because anything in my inbox I handle. So if I email it to myself, then I can use my um, scheduling thing in my email to tell, to have it come back at a certain time when I'm ready to do whatever it was on that website that I need to do. And I can have it come back with a note. Okay. I'm going to this website because I want to order this, or I want to research this. That way I don't have to leave all those windows open in my browser. Oh, man, I do the same thing. Even on my phone, if I'm looking at something I'm like, Oh, I'm having to email it to myself. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. then I put a little star on it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I my emails too. <laughs> Nobody asked you guys. That was for me. You know, <laughs> feel bad. Okay? See, it's, 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 it's not right now. Right you try to make me feel bad about being who I am. No, no judgment here. You be exactly as you Thank are. You. Thank you. I feel better. <laughs> um, so we are coming to a close. And just, you know, tell the audience what you want to tell them, you know, how to find your books, your websites. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, if you're struggling with clutter, if you feel overwhelmed and you don't know where to start, go to declutteringspaces.com, my website, grab my free blueprint, the seven steps to manage overwhelm and organize any space. All you need to do is drop your name and email address. You'll get immediate access to that blueprint and then go on Amazon and just put in the, the Google search bar up there. Freedom from clutter. My book is the first one that comes up. Grab my free book. You can get the ebook version is available now. Um, it became available on October 20th, so you can get the ebook, the Kindle version, or you can get the paperback. Um, whatever works for you. And if you if you're listening to this um, 
this this show. All the listeners are eligible to receive a one-hour free coaching call with me. All you need to do is email me at info at declutteringspaces.com and just put in the subject line free coaching call and I'll send you a link to my calendar. And the best thing that I want to leave you with is just be willing to make space for the magic to happen in your life. Wow. Wow. Awesome. Okay. You do realize we are in... We're in 170 countries, right? Fantastic. Bring it on. <laughs> Let's do this. Great. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I just love to be able to give and serve and just, you know, the number of people that will actually take up on it will be limited, but it's still, I get to give and serve and really help people. And it's just an amazing opportunity for me to connect with people and, and share what I have with the world. That is awesome. That is awesome. And we need more people like you, you know, it's not always about, you know, um, the monetary gains. It's about helping people, you know, yep. pay for it because somebody was there for you at one time. Yep. I've had many people there for me. I wouldn't be standing here today if I didn't have many, many mentors in my life. And your story is amazing. So I know, like you said, when you tell someone your story and they can relate to where you or even if they can't relate to, but just to see or hear where you were to where you are now. Yeah, that's eye opening in itself. Thank you. I think the theme for the day was wow. That was the response today. It was. We need to put that in the subject. <laughs> when I when I reached out to you, I, I never thought that this would be so deep like this. I was like, okay, well, she's just going to tell us how not to be a hoarder. <laughs> no, I'm not for ordinary organizer. I can't understand the word. Yeah. I really enjoyed it and learned a lot from it. Yeah, thank you. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. I really commend you for coming. And I hope everybody, which I know they have, you know, um, got a lot of stuff from you. Um, especially with the decluttering your mind, you know, um, that's a necessity. So she's a mindfulness queen. So that's why she said that. As soon as you said mindfulness, I said, oh, here we go. I didn't want to say that. You know, they always try to live in the past. You know, I, I try to bring them back. The past, like, talk about things that was five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, we, all we got is now. It's like GPS doesn't need to know where the hell you've been all your life to get your way down. It needs to know where you stand now and where you want to go. Oh my God. You know what? Y'all go off with my, oh on your own. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Find your freedom from clutter. Okay. Yes. Yes. Like Mind and space. Now. <laughs> All right, so this is the ending of our show. So I am glad and so happy and blessed to have you on our show. It was amazing. I really appreciate it. And we will see you guys next Thursday. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to Thrive Talk with TKT, where Dr. Tracy Lashley, Ms. Karen Hines, aka Coach K, and Mrs. Tiffany Myers speak on, and two leaders 
influencers, and motivators who share journeys in personal and professional growth, teamwork, business tips, life lessons, and the mindset for success to elevate their life. Follow the ladies on all social media platforms at at B-O-S-S-D-U-P-L-E-A-D-H-E-R-Z and visit www.bossdupleadherz.org. Remember to always walk in your purpose and eliminate self-doubt.